honor unto God. And you lift up the name of Jesus and you talk about how God has moved in your life. Amen. It is very encouraging, uplifting. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap tonight. Hallelujah. Well, God's good. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we began a message this morning um, and explained to you what our plans were to do for the next few weeks. As we're going to be doing some preaching uh, out of the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. And we've entitled this, Possessing the Promise. Joshua leads Israel to victory. Possessing the Promise. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for me. Hallelujah. I want to receive it all. It's not a thing about being selfish. I just want what God's got available. Hallelujah. I want to experience all the benefits. You know, when you, when you work for a corporation or a company, uh, a lot of times it's more about the benefits than it is the money. Amen. Hallelujah. The benefits sometimes is what makes you uh, stay. I mean, I've, all these years I've been driving a, driving a, bus, uh, driving a school bus. It's definitely, it's definitely not for the money. School bus drivers don't get paid that very much. Hallelujah. We're considered um, side help, uh, support staff is what they call us. Uh, but uh, the benefits uh, is what has kept me hanging on. And I want to experience the benefits that come with serving God. Hallelujah. I want them all. Hallelujah. I think about what the writer of Hebrews said uh, about the things that accompany salvation. Hallelujah. The things that accompany salvation, that's benefits. That goes beyond you going to heaven. It's benefits. Hallelujah. And I want to experience all of those. Hallelujah. And um, we got into our lesson uh, this, this morning, begin to minister, uh, about courage. And how that it takes courage to obtain the promise. Hallelujah. It takes courage to obtain the promise that God has for us. Now, what I'm going to do tonight, we're going to go back. We're not going to read all of our opening scripture, but I'm going to begin at verse 6 of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6, and we're going to read from verse 6 down through verse 9. Uh, and we've read this this morning, but we're going to rehearse this in your hearing uh, so we can finish up uh, the message. Uh, Sister Linda, since I got uh, uh, the introduction done today, you are lucky I, shouldn't, I should be able to finish the rest of this within three and a half hours. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. This is what it says. Be strong and of good courage. Now, we talked about this this morning. He said, Be strong and of good courage, for 
to this people. You shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, again, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why the Jewish people has always been a prosperous people. Hallelujah. The most wealthy people and the smartest people it's ever been has been Jews. You know that? Einstein was Jewish. Hallelujah. And I could give you a long, long list. You see, the favor of God is upon them. I was blessed this afternoon. Uh, we got home. We, uh, this was, it was the first Sunday. We have been home after service in a while on Sunday. And um, we uh, ate a little bite. And um, uh, I, I went up there in the den and turned on the TV. And uh, old, uh, old John Heggie was coming, coming on. And I said, well, let me see what this fellow got to say. And a lot of the things that he was preaching was a rehearsal of what I'd preached this morning. Oh, Lord, what a confirmation. He was talking about the nation of Israel and that as long as America stands with Israel, God will bless America, but America will go down when they turn their back on Israel. Uh, and uh, some other things he said that went along with what I preached about this morning. Uh, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Again, he says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you <laughs> wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mighty God, as we come again this evening, we ask God for your help and anointing to bring this message the way that you would have it delivered. Speak to our hearts, God. Encourage us, Lord. Let us know that we need to be strong and very courageous in this day and age that we're living in so we will have the boldness to stand whatever it comes against your body. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen, amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> tonight there were several things said uh, in the testimonies. Uh, that is going to fit the rest of this message and like a glove. Uh, and uh, I ended off this morning with battles must be fought. And uh, that's one of the things that we heard here tonight. There's al It's always going to be a battle. If you think you're going to get through this thing without fighting, you just well forget it right now. Hallelujah. The Bible says this is a pressing way. Hallelujah. The Bible lets us know that if we're going to in, see, uh, and going, going back, and uh, I, uh, there's certain things that I uh, uh, 
that really trouble me in this world today and some of the, some of the things that uh, that's being propagated as as gospel uh, I'm going to I'm going to tell you church we're so close to the end of time uh, you can't afford and I say this as someone concerned for your soul it don't matter if it comes from me or who it comes from but any man that preaches any other gospel than what's already been preached, let him be accursed. That's what the book says. And folks, what was talked about in the, in, in the Bible class this morning, uh, the Bible let, tells us, Brother Paul, that in the last days that people would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Doctrines of devils. Can you possibly imagine in your own mind that there are such a thing as doctrines of devils? Yet the Bible says that people in the last day would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. And I'm fixing to make a bold statement right here, and I've got the Word of God to back myself up on, but this this. This doctrine of once saved, always saved is a doctrine of devil. And I wouldn't sit under a church pew. I don't care what kind of church it is, who it may be, for five seconds. If I heard the man tell that, I would be standing up, walking out the door and say, See you later, alligator. I'm out of here. It's a doctrine of the devil because it's going to cause a lot of people's souls to be lost. Why do I say that? Years ago, there was a Baptist preacher in Nashville got up and told his, his, his congregation. He said, listen, I got saved back when I was 12 years old. He said, I can come in here next week, hallelujah. He said, with a loaded gun. He said, and I, uh, and so I can go out there. He says, I can turn it on everybody in here, and I can blow everybody's brains out and then kill my own self. And when I wake up, I'm going to wake up in the eyes of Jesus because he saved me when I was 12. That's a doctrine of devils. The doctrine of the devils. Hallelujah. Those that contend for the truth has got a battle to fight. Sometimes the battles is with their own families. Sometimes they're with our, our friends, our work people we work with. But that's why God says we got to be strong and of good courage. We cannot afford to back down. We got to be bold. Hallelujah. Now fighting these battles. The children of Israel had been roaming the wilderness for 40 years, waiting for the fulfillment of a promise. It was a promise of a land to call home, a land which flowed with milk and honey. Since God had made the promise, all their fathers had died and been buried in the wilderness because their fears had crippled their resolve to advance and take the promised land. Hallelujah. Now, we, I've said that just to kind of rehearse a little bit and, and bring your remembrance to what I said this morning. Hallelujah. Israel had failed to realize that it takes courage to obtain the promise. So the generation that had received the promise never stepped foot in the land of promise, and that's included Moses. Hallelujah. Folks, I don't want to just uh, uh, have the promise spoken to me. I want to receive it. And the whole generation, except for two, 
who was given the promise, every one of them, and, 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 and John Hagee made mention of this. He said it was, there was almost, he, he said this himself today. He said there were 70, and, 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 and I spoke this same word myself this morning. There were 70 souls within Egypt. 430 years later, almost 2 million come out. And out of 2 million people coming out of Egypt, only 2 out of 2 million walked in and possessed the promise. Hallelujah. I've been, I've, been, I've been fighting this battle for a long time to throw up my hands now. Hallelujah. The songwriter said, we've come this far by faith, leaning on, leaning on the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't have no intentions of letting down now. I don't have any intentions of giving up now. Hallelujah. I've got to make up my mind. You've got to make up your mind that if you're going to make it to heaven, you're going to fight a battle. If you ain't going to fight a battle, you'll be defeated and you will not make it. Hallelujah. Israel had failed to realize that. They failed to realize that they had to have to have courage. It takes courage to obtain the promise. Why, Brother, uh, brother Sammy? Well, it, listen, it takes courage just to know that if you stand up for truth, you may have some friends walk away from you. It takes courage to face that. It takes courage, amen, if you stand for the truth, you might have family members not have nothing to do with you. It takes courage to deal with that. Because a lot of people will shirk back and compromise. Hallelujah. Because they want to keep their friends. They want to keep their family members. Not realizing that they could be the only voice that could save that friend or that family member from hell if they stayed true to God. <laughs> Battles must be fought. Here, now I'm going to give you a couple things about these battles that we fight. This is, I didn't get, I didn't get into this part this morning. When you're in the midst of a battle and you're fighting, Brother Paul, with all you can fight, and it seems like it's coming against you on the right, it's coming against you on the left, it's coming against you all around, I mean every flank, you look and you got the enemy. Always remember something. When you're fighting the battle and you're missing the battle, the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's. Glory to His name. There's been so many times that I've struggled in the past that I didn't have to struggle if I would just realize it was God's battle. There was a lot of times during a little over two years that we were without a home uh, uh, because of the intensity and, and, and the, uh, I, I, the pressure that I, that I felt. A lot of times I would, I, I would think sometimes that the battle was on me, but the battle had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with nobody else. The battle is the Lord's. And when you get into a struggle, amen, and you're trying to do, uh, do something, Henry is fighting, hallelujah, you will make it through if you realize it's not your battle, it's the Lord's. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, hallelujah, 
Do not be afraid nor be dismayed because this great because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. Oh hallelujah glory to God. I can have courage tonight and I can face any enemy that comes against me if I realize and listen here folks it ain't my battle it's God's battle. All I've got to do is stand for his word and stand for his truth and speak it forth in love. Hallelujah. And if I have the courage to do that, God will intercede and he will take hold because it ain't my battle. It's the Lord's battle. Oh, hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's. (laughs) The second thing about this battle, (laughs) and this is a brother saying to brother, Daryl has said, and Brother Travis mentioned it tonight, the battle, number two, is predetermined. Yes, we got a battle to be fought, but the battle has already been predetermined. In other words, like in Brother Daryl's words, it's a fixed fight. Hallelujah. The battle is predetermined. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 7. I like this verse right here. Look at this. Hallelujah. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. That's the fixed fight. That's the predetermined battle. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. If I take off running, Brother Paul, come on, take over the message. Hallelujah. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what I tell the enemy sometimes? I said, devil, come on. I might not be able to stop you from coming, but I can sure make you wish you never had. Because God said the enemy might come before you one way, but by the time I get through with them, God says they're going to flee seven ways. They're going to skedaddle. Hallelujah, God. Because the battle is predetermined. It's a fixed fight. Take courage. Have courage. Trust God. Believe God. My, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Why in the world, if you believe that, can't we have the courage to stand for the battle? Take courage. Be strong in the Lord. The battle is predetermined. The battle's predetermined. God has already ordained that every battle you fight, you it's going to get you're going to get the victory. You're going to win. It's going to be for your betterment. Hallelujah! That's glorious. That's shouting grounds. Hallelujah! That ought to cause you to stand up with courage to fight any devil that tries to come against you. Because the word is promised you. Listen, this is a promise right here. And we're talking about we talking about the promises God gives. This is a heritage of God's people. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Do you believe that? Do you believe the book? Do you believe his word? 
The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. My, my, my. Oh, glory. So battles must be fought, church. Don't think that we're going to win anything without fighting for it. We're going to have to fight. We're going to have to struggle. Like I said this morning, it's a pressing thing. We've got to press into the kingdom of God. But remember two things. The battle is the Lord's, and the battle is predetermined. It's fixed. It's already settled. So you don't have no reason, amen, to fear. You don't have no reason not to take courage and trust in God. Because as Sister Darlene says all the time, God's got it. God's got it. Look at your neighbor and tell him God's got it. Hallelujah. Now, there's one more thing that will finish out this part of this message, and we will go pick up some other things in Joshua, Lord willing, next week. But the second thing I want to talk about is your success is God's desire. Your success is God's desire. Now, we're talking about courage obtaining the promise. God had something planned good for the children of Israel. He wanted to see them prosper. He wanted to see them blessed. Hallelujah. God, God takes pleasure in blessing his children. God takes pleasure in blessing his children. What parent is there here? At some point in your life through your children growing up that you have done something for your children to bless them some kind of way, be it a Christmas present, a birthday present, or, or something else that they needed, and you reached out and you gave it to them. Hallelujah. What about the pleasure that you got from that? Hallelujah. God takes pleasure in blessing his people. Your success is God's Desire. Hallelujah. What has God got planned for you? Well, one thing, he's got a glorious future planned for you. Hallelujah. I realize with everything that's going on in society and the world and the end time things that we see transpiring, sometimes it's, it's easy to, uh, to, to think negative, but listen, if you're a child of God, God's got a glorious future plan for you. Right. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my most favorite verses in the Old Testament prophets. This is Jehovah talking. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, some translations read that like this. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. God has got your success in mind. He's got thoughts to seeing you succeed 
and to, and to and to grow, hallelujah, amen, and to be be blessed beyond measure. So there's no reason why that you shouldn't be curry, encouraged and stand with courage any time that the enemy comes against you because Jesus, let me tell you, you call him Abba Father, and that means Daddy, hallelujah. Glory, you got to do, amen, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like it, you're being flooded over, just call out Daddy, Oh, hallelujah, I guarantee you there's going to be somebody here. Glory to God, and he will dispatch legions of angels to lift you up because God said he will not suffer a hair of your head to perish. My, 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 my. He's got a glorious future prepared. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. God says, I, I want to bless you. Hallelujah. I want to raise you up. Amen. I want to see you succeed in whatever you do. God said, I'm not willing that any should perish, and especially not my children. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He has a desire to see you succeed. Now, there's another thing that God desires. And this, this right here sometimes, some preachers kind of stay off of it. I'm one of them. Because we have, we have so many of these... Uh, uh, blab it and grab it and name it and claim it guys running around out there. Hallelujah, you know. I mean, some, some of them even go out and they'll advertise, come to my meeting, pray, pray, praise God. If you got, if you got the denture, uh, dentist problems, hallelujah, you, you need feelings, we'll pray for you and we'll, we'll, we'll fill your uh, teeth with gold. I've actually heard that crap. All of the same, you ought to go over somewhere where people come walking away with gold fillings in their teeth. Oh, really? Hallelujah. Oh, to God. Well, let me go, but let me get my pliers first. Hallelujah. But just because some people abuse and misuse the truth of God's Word does not mean that His truth is not real just the same. And even though I don't mention this a lot because of those out there that's abusing this, yet when I'm talking to you that God, uh, your success is God's desire, not only does he, he promise you a glorious future, but He also desires for you good health and prosperity. Do you realize that? Hallelujah. Sometimes, sometimes... I know, and I've been one of them, sometimes we suffer when we shouldn't suffer. I've been guilty. I've, I've come to the house of God sick and left sick because I didn't ask nobody for prayer. But, but people, it, God has a desire for your health. Third John chapter 1, verse 2. No, that's not, no, uh-uh, that's, I need third, third John, uh, 
not not St. John, that was St. John, it's 3 John, chapter 1 and verse 2. Give him a minute to find, there it is right there. Beloved, I pray that you may what? Prosper in how many things? I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God has a desire for your success. And he wants you to prosper in all things. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I believe... I, I believe uh, Brother Travis, that you're, you're a smart man, you got, you got a good head on your shoulders, and I've got confidence in your abilities. But your, your success on your job and your promotion is because of that verse right there. Nothing else. Hallelujah. It's all Him. Hallelujah. And as long as you give Him the credit and the glory for that, it's going to continue. And as long as you don't forget your soul, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have good health, but he's got it tied in with the prosperity and health as your, of your soul. Don't forget about the spiritual man. Don't never let a natural blessing hinder the spiritual man. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? God wants you to succeed. He wants you to have good success. Hallelujah. Listen, you've heard me teach it, we, and we, we, we taught it here not long ago on Wednesday night. Jesus right now, the only body that Jesus has got is, is his church. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouth. The church is the body of Christ. Hallelujah. It's not like the Trinitarians say that Jesus is sitting up there on, on, on the second throne beside God the Father up there uh, in, in some, uh, some kind of bodily form. We are the body. We are his body. And God will bless you so he can use you for a vessel to bless somebody else. Hallelujah. He uses his people and the success of his people to bless somebody else. If God's blessed you, helped you to pay all your bills, and you've got a few extra things that you know it's really uh, uh, not necessities, but things you've been blessed with, and you go out down the road and you run upon somebody that you don't even know, and you can see it's evident that they got a, got, got a need, how dare you withhold and not try to bless somebody else? Hallelujah. It don't matter if you don't know them or not. That, that, that's where the greatest blessing comes in. That's where the greatest blessing comes in. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you a testimony. Years ago, uh, a minister traveling, preaching, uh, 
needed a certain amount of money. And he went to minister into a church. And he was asking God to meet this need for him. Well, during that, during that revival, God met that need for him. Plus, he had a couple of hundred left over above and beyond the need. He left that service that night and walked out, and before he got in his automobile, he looked across the street, and there was a man walking down the sidewalk with both hands in his pocket with his head hung just like this. And the Spirit of God, I know some people don't believe God talks to you. Hallelujah, you, you know, whatever. If you don't want, never want to hear his voice, you know. But God's Spirit spoke to that man. He says, go over there. And you give that man one of those $100 bills you got. Lord, for all I know, that man might be a wino. Don't, don't, don't try to second-guess the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. This man was blessed $200 above what he asked God for. And thank God he realized that. And he stepped across that. He said, sir, excuse me. Excuse me. He reached down his hand. He got that $100 bill. He says, you may not understand this, and I don't really frankly understand it myself. He said, but the Lord spoke in my spirit and told me to give you this. And the man looked at it, broke out in tears. He said, uh, he said, brother, he said, I'm an evangelist. I'm 700 miles from home. I came to preach a revival. The preacher took up offerings every night. But this brother, brother Carl Lingo went through things just like this. He said, but that pastor kept it all for himself. He said, I've been walking around town wondering know how I was going to get back home to my wife and kids. God calls one man to prosper above what he asked for so he could help somebody else. See, it's even when, when, when there's a blessing come your way, it's not just about you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. It's about others. We're his body. Hallelujah. We're, if God is able to help somebody, it's got to be through your hands. It's got to be through your love. It's got to be through your generosity. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know what happened to that first preacher after that, but I guarantee you, hallelujah, I know he never missed that $100 bill. Amen. It's God's desire for you to have success. And one of the greatest witnesses... <laughs> Glory to God. One of the greatest witnesses in this end time is when the whole world is a rocking and rolling and everybody else wringing their hands wanting to know what, what to do. God's people still being blessed. Their needs being met. Hallelujah. Uh, John Heggie told his church today, he said, listen, some bad things is coming in the future. 
a lot worse in the future than what we've seen in the past. He said, but I tell you, church, if you honor God, you love God, and you stay true to God, he said, Bill Gates may die of starvation, but you'll never hunger. Hallelujah. Do you hear that? Glory to God. The Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts and, uh, and the Bill Gateses and, 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 all, and all of them may lose everything they got. But God is going to bless his people. He's going to encourage his people. He's going to lift up his people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sis, come.